Hey everyone, welcome to episode nine. This is the Sacred Sanctuary, a podcast for moms who also have a business and are buried in clutter. And this episode is all about negative self-talk and how to reverse that in your life and how to um, begin to love yourself again. So I'm excited about this episode. I hope you are too. And I want to talk about why, or at least how negative self-talk can um, be problematic as you are going through this process of decluttering your space. When you are in a negative mindset, you tend to stay in a negative environment and that negative environment can quickly become overrun with clutter. And by staying in this mindset, you get stuck. You keep yourself from moving forward because you have trouble getting out of this stuck energy. This You're almost paralyzed in the clutter and it's a continual cycle. You come home and you see the mess and you're like, oh, I'm such an idiot for not being able to maintain my house. Everyone's going to think I'm lazy, blah, blah, blah. And you just start with the self-criticism and it just enables you to have this codependency on your clutter. So by reversing this codependency, by changing your behavior, um, not just with your words, but in your actions as well, you are going to find that it is easier to let go of the clutter through this process. And so that's one reason why I have this um, in, in my um, coaching program, um, the self-love um, module, because it is so vitally important to get over that hill of self-criticism and self-hate, because when you stay in that mindset, you're going to really struggle with releasing not just your words that you say to yourself that's negative, you you're going to struggle letting go of all the clutter in your home as well. So that's why I want to have this conversation with you on today's episode. So your negative self-talk is likely affecting how you show up, not only with your family, but in your business as well. And it's holding you back from living your best life. And you know that. You recognize that, and I know you know this. And one thing I want you to remember is that every step you take in the right direction, even though you may fall, even though you may get off course a little bit, every step you take towards improving yourself, you will see physical changes in your life as well. And it might not seem like that as you get started with this decluttering process of letting go and, and changing everything and creating these small new habits. It's not going to just change overnight. It's going to take a lot of hard work over the course of several weeks, months, and maybe even a few years, depending on how deep you are inside of this excessive clutter that you have in your home. 
And for some of you, that might mean reaching out to professionals who work with individuals with chronic excessive um, disorganization, chronic disorganization, um, and who have excessive clutter in their home. And when you work with those types of individuals, they're also going to help you reshape your mindset and they're going to help you understand different ways and practices that you can shift that behavior. And that's not a bad thing to reach out for help. Asking for help shows not just vulnerability, but that you really are open to that change and you will be rewarded greatly for that. So some ways in how you can stop criticism is hanging up different I am statements around. And anytime you have one of those criticisms come up, look at those positive I am statements and quickly change whatever negative thought came up to one of those positive affirmations, one of those um, more positive I am statements. And learn to accept yourself for who you are, where you are, even if you want to be someone better. Know that where you are right now is okay. And every step that you take to doing better is going to get you that one step closer to that goal line. So when you approve of yourself and you start shifting the way you say things to yourself, you're going to notice you're happy. You're, you're going to be a little bit more happier. You're going to be a little bit more giddier. You're going to smile more. And this is going to come through in all areas of your life. The next thing you're gonna to wanna to do to set yourself up for loving yourself is learning how to let go of the past. And this is true even as you're decluttering, you may come across some things that you've held on and some feelings of self-doubt, of unworthiness may bubble up during that process. And you might be like, oh, I should have done this differently. And even if you acknowledge that you should have done things differently, what you did in that moment was the best you could do in that moment. And that's okay. And understanding and being aware of how you process what's going on in those challenging situations gives you the upper hand throughout this entire process. When you acknowledge that and immediately want to change it and start taking tests steps towards that change, you are now growing into a better person. So learning to forgive yourself, there are so many different exercises out there. One thing I like to do is just write everything down. And this process is, is probably going to take you like weeks. The first time I did it, it took me like two weeks, maybe a little bit more when I first did this process of writing everything down that made me feel like I was responsible for something or I was having trouble of letting go of it and who I needed to forgive and why I needed to forgive. Like the whole process took several weeks just to write it down and go over it over and over again of, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to do differently. I'm forgiving myself. I'm 
changing the patterns of my behavior so that I'm not making these same mistakes again. And as I went through this process, I noticed a big shift started and it felt so good to feel like I was releasing all of that negative from my, my body, but also from my environment. And during this process of just letting go, um, every time I reset um, those things that came up, that were coming up, the list got shorter and shorter and shorter. And this is a process that was um, laid out by Denise Duffield Thomas back in the early 2010s. Um, I don't know if you guys follow her. I love her. She's so awesome. Um, but she had this forgiveness exercise and it was the one thing I wanted out of the course that she was selling that she, I think it was like a standalone thing in addition to like some money mindset that she had going on. And I just remember this forgiveness exercise and how powerful and impactful it was for me. I don't know if she still has it. I'm part of her money bootcamp and I haven't seen um, this exercise in that back end. But um, if you ever get a chance to do her forgiveness exercise and really do it well, you will find huge shifts in your mindset. So um, look up that forgiveness exercise by Denise Duffield Thomas. Um, I think you're going to um, really see some great progress from it um, if you follow through with it. Um, another way you can begin the process of loving yourself is stop worrying so much. I am a huge worry wart. Like I worry about everything and I worry to the point where it's extreme. Um, in the past, I'll have thoughts of, you know, if we're traveling, what's, what's the worst that could happen? And I think in the TV show, what was it called? This is us. Um, Randolph and his wife would have these discussions where they would play like the worst case scenario. I don't exactly remember what it was called, but they would, what's the worst that could happen in these scenarios? And that's pretty much what I do. I come up with like the worst case scenario. So when it doesn't happen, I feel relief. And I know for some of you, that's probably like resonating, like, oh yeah, I can get that. Um, but I want you to also understand that when you worry so much, you give those signals out to the universe saying that I want bad things to happen and you really don't. Um, I know for me, from my standpoint, the worrying stems from being prepared for what's to come. Not because I want the negative things to happen, but to set myself up so if something does happen, I know which direction I want to take to course correct. And over the years, I've gotten better at letting go of the worry. I can't completely shut it off. I don't think I ever will. But it's not as terrible as it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. I used to worry about everything. Um, so... 
be gentle with yourself, be patient with yourself as these things start popping up for you. And if you come through with these worrying thoughts, what can you do to change it? What can you do? Maybe think about something that's a little bit more happier. Think about a time that brought you joy. Think about things that give you joy and pleasure and happiness and start thinking about those things instead or daydream what it would be like if you could have um your best vacation you know what would be your ideal vacation and daydream about that instead of the worry so that brings me to my next point of being gentle and kind and giving yourself grace and latitude when you make mistakes everyone makes mistakes nobody is perfect and part of being here as a human on earth in this body in this spiritual existence that we have is all about learning to be better and when we are gentle and giving ourselves grace that we extend that out to others you know when your kids are upset, what do you do? You hold them, you reassure them, you reaffirm that things are going to work out in their best interest. But if you don't take the same approach to yourself, why not? So when these struggles start coming up, treat yourself as you would someone else like your child. Like, how would you treat your inner child if if the child was out there crying and being upset over something that happened, how would you reassure them? How would you make them feel better and calm their self, not into a submissive state, but just getting them to an, a, a space of awareness, of knowledge um, of what happened and steps on how to make an improvement for the next time. So moving right along, another way you can begin the process of loving yourself is just encouraging yourself. Again, with these I am statements that I talked about earlier, you can also have encouraging statements like you will meet your goal and congratulations on a job well done for, you know, whatever it is and start putting some celeb um, celebratory um, post notes up everywhere and just reaffirm all of that goodness that's coming through and just celebrate everything. All small victories are worth celebrating. And I know for some of us, it's really hard to celebrate because we were told maybe when we were younger that if you, you celebrate, then you're selfish. And if you're selfish, then you're unworthy. And it just starts this pattern of now you're back where you were before, you know, you, you, that negative self-talk. What can you do to create an environment that is welcoming and supportive of all that you've accomplished? How does that look like? What does that look like? How can you set up your environment for a celebration? And then do it. Give yourself permission to celebrate and do it often. You can also remind yourself that when you take care of yourself, 
like we talked about in the previous episode, when you finally start giving the proper attention to your mind, body, spirit, um, you prioritize you and you prioritize what it is that you want to become. And part of that also means acknowledging how you can support yourself on a different level. So when you start getting down, what ways can you get yourself back up again? Where can you reach out to for extra support when you need to lean in on someone? So having that supportive network, whether it's online or in person or with a coach, or maybe it's a therapist, whatever the case may be, figure it out for yourself and maintain that relationship with those individuals so when negativity come comes up you have the support network you need to get through it and we're all going to have bad days we're all going to have you know lemons thrown at us right it's how you address it it's how you approach it that's going to determine the outcome so the last thing I want to mention in this um, audio, in this podcast is um, have fun with whatever it is you are doing. When you lack cheer and excitement, then you're always going to be kind of like in the dumps, right? When you put forth that positive energy spin in whatever you do, you will find it much easier to maintain these positive thoughts as your day goes on. So find ways to find enjoyment in all that you do. I hope that this episode gave you some nuggets of wisdom, helps you improve your perception of yourself and gives you a massive, massive boost in wanting to shift your own negative mindset. I would love to support anyone who needs um, additional accountability. So please feel free to reach out heartledconcierge.com backslash schedule to set up um, your free consultation um, just so we can chat. Just it's a conversation. That's all it is. And it can be um, for whatever it is that you want to share. It can be for any topic that you want to bring up. Mostly I, I work with individuals with decluttering and organizational problems because that that to me, I feel like once you get your physical space in order, you can start uncovering your internal space as well. So I hope all of you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you for being on the podcast. This is the last episode of season one. Again, as I've mentioned, season two is probably going to come out in this September of 2023. So just a few months away, nine months, eight and a half months. And I look forward to seeing you again very, very soon. 
Thank you so much for joining me and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Take care.